us to be present in your presence. We say we are exalted in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the strength you have given us to be able to go through the fasting in this moment. We thank you, Lord, for how you have continued to preserve everything that pertains to us. We thank you for your mercies, your compassion, your protection of our lives. We want to thank you for bringing us to this program this evening. We say we are exalted in Jesus' name. Father, as we have come to your presence this evening, we ask that you speak to us. We ask that you minister to us. We ask, O oh Lord, that your word will touch our lives in the ways in which we need it to in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray that, Lord, at the end of this, we shall have cause to glorify them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we also want to commit as well who are still on their way. We ask that you listen to the footsteps in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you have answered us for Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, so today we are looking at a character and um, it's about the celebration of the uh, season of um, Valentine and all that. So I want to go into character for today. Uh, but first of all, before I go in, I want to first of all appreciate the leadership of this church. From my daddy to my mommy, Pastor Victor Kaya and his wife. I want to appreciate them for this privilege. I don't take it for granted. Uh, it's a pleasure, after an absolute pleasure, and it's a privilege. And I pray that God will continue to increase you now and bless you in Jesus' name. I also want to thank all the ministers in the house who will be absent. I want to thank God, thank you for supporting them and helping them. And I pray that your Lord is your only Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, this is going to be a, a talk. I would, I would like to make it as interactive as possible. We will be taking some references from the scriptures. I want us to be alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, the topic I was giving was to take a career talk uh, for the teens, the young ones here. And um, I titled, I gave it a topic. And the topic was how to fly higher in your career. How to fly higher in your career. That's the, top, the topic we are doing because we are in the season of flying high and we are doing the church of God. Praise God. And I believe that God wants to speak to us about how we should fly higher in our career. Now, um, let me throw this whole down. It's, it's not really a preaching as such. It's very pretty, so I believe I can see your, your interaction. So, who understands what a career means? Who can define what does a career mean in your own words? Who in the audience can volunteer to give us the definition of a career? Don't be shy. Just in any way you understand it. What do you think a career does if you have heard of the word career before? Okay. 
You can talk, bro. I want to say something. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing that you're smiling, so I know you, you have something to say about it. Something you are trading to make money for. Yes, that's amazing. Something you are trading to make money for. Any other person? You said something you do to earn a living. Okay, yes, that's also part of it. Okay, so a career is something you are trading to earn money. Something you do to earn a living. The dictionary defines a career as a profession for which one trades and which is undertaken as a permanent honor. Or, it is a field or pursuit of consecutive progressive achievement, especially in public, professional, or business life. So what it means is that a career is something that you train in. Something you train in and you continue to follow in your life as a job, a means of livelihood, just like you rightly said. Any line of profession that you go into training for is a career. Now, what it means is that, contrary to what many people think a career is, like for instance, a lot of people assume that career is just for those people who are working in um, maybe the private sector, in the uh, private sector, in banks, in organizations like that, you know or people who are working in state civil service, federal government civil service and all that. But we see here that the career of people who are into politics is also a career because there are people who are called career politicians. There are people who are career diplomats. Like, for instance, the current president of the United States, President Joe Biden, who's a Biden, he's a career politician. In fact, he has been in politics since, I think, 19... 76 or thereabouts. He has been going from one position to the other for House, uh, State House of Assembly, uh, Congressman. He has been a, I think he has been a governor once, you know. He has been a senator for almost 20 something or 30 something years before he finally contested and became the president. Even Barack Obama, too. Barack Obama started as a congressman in Wisconsin. You know, before he began to move up the ranks like that and that, like that, like that, before he contested for presidency and won. So which means that there are people who are career politicians. People who are career politicians. There are people who are entrepreneurs and who are, who are career entrepreneurs. Hallelujah. Some people assume that because you are an entrepreneur, you must just be a business, or you are not a career person, but it doesn't mean because if you undergo training in entrepreneurship, it has become like a career for you. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are looking at how to fly higher in your career. Now, but before we go on, how, do, how, do, how does someone choose a career? How do we choose a career? Is it that we choose the career or the career chooses us? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Who can answer? How do you choose a career or how are you supposed to choose a career? You want to say something? Yes.
do that. Okay. So by what you are good at, okay? Something that you have passion for. Yes. Yes, that's also another one. Who else? Well, uh, we're all correct. We're all correct. Um, we're all correct. But the way I put it is this. The first step to, before you can choose a career is that um, to choose a career in which you're going to fly is by asking God for guidance. So the, the thing is that every one of us has a purpose on them. I hope we all know that. Every one of us, every, every person who is created on this earth has a purpose. You have a reason, there's a reason why God created you. But not just that, there's a reason why God created you and sent you to this Parnassar. There's a reason why you are here today listening to me. You could have been in America, for instance, you won't be listening to me today. You could be in Afghanistan right now. God will have you to that you can be born in Afghanistan. Or maybe Iraq. You know. Or maybe South Africa. But there's a reason why God has sent you to this place today. And because God is the one who has sent you, it means that He has a purpose for you. And so the logical, the logical, the reasonable way to start to be choosing a career is to seek God's face over the kind of career you want to choose. So if you are here today, and you are about making a choice concerning the career you want to go into, the first place is to seek the face of God. But we can't just seek the face of God just like that, because as we all know, we have seen that anyone who comes to God must first believe that he is, and that he is a word of God and meekness in the God, book of Hebrews chapter 11. And before you can believe God, before God can answer your prayer, it means you must first of all be born again. Hallelujah. Amen. You must first of all be born again. And so, until you are born again, you cannot seek God's peace and He will give you a prayer, a, an, a, an audience, except if you are asking for mercy. Except if you are asking for mercy. But if you are born again, you can go take it up to God and pray, Father, what do you want me to do? What do you have me do concerning this career? And so the first thing is that you must be born again. And then when you are born again, you now have to cultivate an intimate relationship with God, a walking, talking relationship with God. You must develop your own personal relationship with God. Not just a corporate relationship that you have maybe in your church, in your fellowship, you know, in your gathering. You must have your own personal, walking, talking relationship with God. And that's because God wants to speak with us, He wants to communicate with us, He wants to have a relationship with us. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, you must have that relationship with God where you are so close to Him that He speaks to you on a daily basis. One of the ways by which you can do that is cultivating a daily Bible study routine. 
a daily prayer routine. You have this particular center that you dedicate for God to see His face, or just to just to communicate with Him, just to relate with Him. It doesn't even have to be that you are asking for something for God. You can just have your own private, personal prayer time. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so you must seek God's face. Now, when you cultivate that relationship with God, when you need to build up that relationship with God, then God begins to reveal His purpose to you, His plans to you, concerning what He wants you to do. Hallelujah. Now, when you are when you now seek the face of God, it's one thing to seek those face, it's another thing to accept His instructions. And so we must now have an open mind. You must be open-minded concerning God's instructions. There are certain instructions He will give you that may not tally with what you are expecting. Praise the Lord. How many of us know that the way God thinks is not the way we think? And the way we think is not the way God thinks. But because God knows better than us, He has been here longer than us. He knows the past from the, he knows the present, he knows the future from the present. He can see your tomorrow. And so he knows the best for us. So your mind must be open to accept and to hear what God is saying concerning your choice of the career. And you must also understand that when God is speaking, when God is speaking, He is speaking based on His own knowledge, not based on your own knowledge. When God speaks, He speaks based on His own knowledge and not based on your own knowledge. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, verse 9 was saying that as high as the heavens are above the earth, so, is my, so are my ways greater than your ways. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So we must have an open mind to receive it. And that's why the Bible says in John chapter 14, John 14 verse 26 and John 16 verse 26 say that I will send you a comforter, the Holy Spirit, who will guide you into all truth. We have the Holy Spirit who is our guide in this time. We have the Holy Spirit who is our, who is our guidance, who is our leader, who is the one who is guiding us. And so we must not, we must not hesitate to ask for his help. Now another thing is, because God knows the future for now, He can foresee troubles before they come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He can foresee troubles before they come. Hallelujah. And so that means that if you want to avoid unnecessary loss, it's just this that we give an open mind to whatever God is saying to us. Now, when you go beyond that, you now also have to develop for yourself. You have to have your own confidence that God can do mighty things through you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, what that means is that you must have the confidence that you can be better, you can achieve great things. You know, John 14 verse was saying that greater works than I have done. That's what I'm going to do. Now, the career God tells you to do, it may not look glamorous as it were. It may not look, 
it may not look uh, as exciting. It may not, you know, it may not be popular. What are, the, what are the popular careers that we know today? Doctor, lawyer, engineer, bankers, you know. But there are certain careers that God will open your mind to. There are certain careers that God will open your mind to. And if you decide to follow Him, you will discover that what you thought was not popular. But it's something that meets your need, it, it aligns with your purpose in life. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Now, for instance, for example, I have someone, there's a friend of mine who, who is um, a life coach. He's a life coach, he's a uh, he's a trainer, you know, he's a skills developer. And when it first started, it was as if it was as if there was nothing there because the field, the field at that time was not developed in Nigeria as such. The best thing right now is the digital market, is the digital marketer right now, is the president of the Nigerian Society of Digital Marketers. You know. But when it first started, it was a field that wasn't too popular. When, when, you tell, when somebody asks you, so what is, what is the job you are doing? You say that you are a life coach. Is he the coach of football? Is he a football coach or what? <laughs> yeah, which one is that coach again? You know. But with time, because he was consistent at what he was doing, because he was excellent at what he was doing, in no time he began to get clients, he began to achieve his purpose, he began to get to places in which he would not have believed what he would be able to get to today. All because he's come to that, that point, that point. And the funny thing is that, as I time he was starting, he, he was starting with almost nothing. He was starting with almost nothing. But he just had that belief, that confidence that this field is a field in which I have a purpose in, I have a calling in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And today he's doing very well. He's doing very well. In fact, I hosted him on, there was a, uh, a program I hosted on, and you know, a lot of people were like, ah, this guy coach and all that, this person who talks and all that, this person who trained me and all that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So there are, there are certain things that are not popular, but they are aligned with your purpose. I have another friend of mine, um, if you are, maybe if you are online, you can check him out. His name is Ivan Melaka. You know, and um, he's in a field called copywriting. He's a copywriter. Now, in school, he studied biochemistry. In university, he studied biochemistry. You know, but when he graduated, and there were no jobs that were forthcoming, he decided that he just decided and looked around and said that uh, if I decide to stick with this biochemistry, Enough, it's not like he had passion for it. It's just that that was the that was the course that school gave him. You know, so if I decide to sleep with this and I'll keep waiting, I'll just waste. And so he began to go online. You know, or just studying, searching, and all that, looking at skills he could learn. And he found one that spoke to him. He was somebody who was who had a passion for 
writing, you know, for putting down ideas in words. And so he saw this skill, copywriting. And he took it up, he began to develop himself already. He began to develop himself already. Right now, as of today, he started in, as of today, he has trained up to almost 940 people on the skills of copywriting. But not just training, no. During the lockdown, God just gave him an idea to start a, a, a school, a class, an online class called Battle of Copywriting. The fee for that class is 10,000 10, to do to do that course, Battle of Copywriting. He started that class in uh, May 1st. He started that class May 1st. It was a, it was a class on the WhatsApp group, Battle of Copywriting. Well, and as of today, he has held up 90 editions of that pattern of copywriting, and every class has been filled. That's every WhatsApp group that he has filled, has filled 256 people. When it was left 256 times 10,000, that's the minimum of 2.56 million. And he has done 90 times. Just because he decided to develop himself in copywriting. He has become so good. He has become so excellent in what he does. And the people he has trained, they have also gone on to do multiple figures also. Not just him alone. The people he has trained, he has many people who are, he has, they have gone on to do. But it's not a cause that a lot of people know about copywriting. When you say you are a copywriting you say typewriter, you know. Whereas an unknown cause well, has great impact. You know, and he feels fulfilled because he's doing it from the comfort of his home. He's, he's a person that gives him joy. Praise the Lord. And so, when God gives you ideas, when God gives you directions, when God gives you insights about what you should do, don't look at it from the eyes of, is this thing popular? Is this something that, uh, is, that has a lot of hype? Is it popular? Is it a new thing now? Look at it in the eyes of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, we must have an open mind concerning that. Now, the next step when you begin to hear from God is that you must also begin to do research. Because the thing is this when God gives you an idea, He gives you an idea as a seed. He gives you an idea as a seed. But how that seed will grow is up to you. How that seed will grow is up to you. Now, when God, when God gives you an idea, for instance, that go into this field, maybe God tells you, for instance, uh, maybe you, you have a, a, a dream to become a doctor, for instance, and God gives you that. Uh, Go ahead, that you should become a doctor. You have that passion in you, you have gotten instruction, you feel that you have to go become a doctor. But you don't just leave it and just becoming a doctor. There are different types of doctors now. You now have to specialize. Now, the specialization now will now be based on your own talents. Your own talents and abilities now. Also, you have to begin to work on your talents and abilities. They will just want to remain at the level of talents. You have to upgrade them. You have to begin to study. 
you have to begin to read about it. You have to begin to ask questions. So this field that I'm going to now, for instance, you need to begin to ask yourself, this field that I'm going to, for instance, who are who have who are achieved excellence in this field? This field that I'm going into, for instance, who are the people who have become great people in this field? What were the steps they took? What were the books they read? What were the trainings they did? That's how you begin to fly high in your place of career, in your career. You need, you need to be able to do your own research. Find out what it takes to be excellent in that field, in that career. Whether it's in politics, whether it's in civil service, whatever the field, whether it's as a banker. If God has called you to become a banker, you need to find out who are the people who have been excellent bankers. Bankers of reputation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So it means that you must develop the seed that God has given you. You must be able to develop the seed that God has given you. Now, another thing is, as you are developing the seed, you need to seek out mentors. You need to be able to seek out mentors and role models. Yeah, you must be able to look for mentors in that chosen field of career. Now, Mentors come in different types. There are two major types of mentors that you ask them, ask them questions, interact with them, find out how they did it. There are virtual mentors who in which you may not be able to assess them physically, but through their works, through their books, through interviews they have done, through uh, articles that they have written, you know, through their stories that their people have written about them, we can begin to you can begin to learn from them. You can begin to learn from them. And for instance, for me, for, for instance, I am an entrepreneur. I run a business in the vice place. And my mentors, I have mentors that are physical mentors and I have virtual mentors. You know, I have physical mentors around me that I look up, that I meet, and we have discussions, I ask them, um, how do, how do you how did you achieve this? How were you able to go about this and all that? I also have virtual mentors too. There are virtual mentors that I always look up to. I always read their books. They are, they are more than being Christians, more than being godly, they are in my field of endeavor. They are in my field of endeavor. There are two of them that I first I follow quite uh, closely in my field of as a as an entrepreneur. The first one is um, is a man, is a Zimbabwean striker CEO. You know, is the is the founder of Econet Media and is a is a is a Christian and is an entrepreneur. You know, and he's somebody who has achieved a lot of recognition, award for his work. Mentors. You need to have mentors. And so you must be able to look out for mentors in that aspect, that career, that career of choice that you have chosen. If you, are, if you are going into the banking sector, for instance, you need to be able to ask questions. Who are the people who have achieved, who have achieved great things in the, in the banking industry? 
who are people who have achieved great things in the banking industry. For instance, in Nigeria, who are the top bankers in Nigeria? No, people of repute in the banking industry. You have people like Mrs. Um, Shola uh, is a part of industry now. You have um, uh, Dr. Femi Adishma, African Development Bank. Those are people who have achieved, who have achieved excellence in the banking industry. It is as a doctor now, who are the uh, doctors who have been, who have achieved recognition in that area of um, influence? We have Dr. Ben Carson, for instance, neurosurgeon. There's, um, uh, there's another doctor, Atu Kawande, who was the, uh, the WHO Director General in charge of um, um, medicine and uh, general of the medicine. So, you know, those are doctors that are achieved, and you can read their books, you can know how they got to do about it. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. And so you need to begin to start out. A lot of us, some of these, and most of these things, they are available online. Hallelujah. I know a lot of us, uh, we, are able to, uh, we are able to browse. We have access to the internet. Those are some of the things in which you should be engaging yourself in. Not just chatting, sending WhatsApp, spending time on Instagram, you know, sending smileys, engaging in different kinds of challenges that will not add to your destiny. You know, those are the things you should be doing. Those are the things you should be doing online. You know, and so you must begin to look out for mentors. And the reason is that if you don't know, mentors help to guide you, they help to push you, they help to pace you. Because the thing is, when you see what somebody has been able to achieve, it will motivate you the more. Like me, for instance, now, the reason why I chose Tribe as a for instance, as a mentor, was that he's, he, he's from Zimbabwe. Now, Zimbabwe is one of the poorest nations in Africa. Zimbabwe is one of the poorest nations in Africa. The size of Zimbabwe is not up to Delta State. The whole size, the whole country of Zimbabwe, the size is not up to Delta State. You know. But this was somebody who, from that same Zimbabwe, from that same Zimbabwe, he built a multi-billion dollar enterprise worldwide. And not just building worldwide, he didn't just build it just because through anyhow, he built it with true godly ethics. Because that was in fact the reason why the world knows about him today. When he first started his uh, business, Econet Wireless in Zimbabwe, Econet that became Enter, the Enter that we know today, when he first started in Zimbabwe at that time, he fought a war, he fought a court, uh, court battle with the government of Zimbabwe because he refused to bribe them for five years. He decided not to grant him license at all. That was 1990. He fought a war for nine years in courts. He was he sued the government for five years until finally, finally, God intervened and they granted him the license. It was also one of the reasons why they were pushed out of Nigeria. Because actually, his business, Epponet Wireless, actually owned the, the business in Nigeria. But some governors, you know, 
some governors in Nigeria that were pushed younger, they told him to give them bribes, and he said no. And so they pursued him and sold his thing out. In fact, that was one of the cases that implicated James Mori, and he was sent to jail. Praise the Lord. You know. And so he has been known all around the world for being a man of integrity, for being a man of values. The same way to be another person that I take as a mentor is Mrs. Ibukwa Oshita, the current chairperson of First Bank. You know, she's somebody who is also known for fighting for integrity. She has a multi-million dollar company. She owns a super chair center. If you know all the security doors you see in the banks in Nigeria, it's a company that produces it. Super chair center. We are the ones that produce all the security doors you see all around every bank in Nigeria. It's a company that owns, they supply almost 90%, they control almost 90% of the industry. And how did that idea for those security doors came from? There was a time, she was actually, the software chair said her company was actually into uh, furniture manufacturing. They are still into furniture manufacturing. But there was a time when government placed a ban on importation of the raw materials for percent or 80% of our business at that time would have gone under water, except she struggled. But she said no, she can't struggle because she knows the doors will serve. And what she did was that, because of the reputation of integrity she had before, she had some partners from France that she had been importing from. She went into a, a contract with them and got them to establish their factory in Nigeria. At that point in time, in fact, when she first brought the proposal to them, they were like, they were not planning to invest in Africa at all. They, they were not looking at investing in Africa at all. But she told them that it's either she come to build that factory in Nigeria or she will build it herself. And so finally, finally, they agreed and they set up that factory in Nigeria. You know, and because of that, she was able to avoid smuggling. And from there she started, that was where the idea came from, for going into money. Because those one also had relationships with an Italian company. Because actually the company that makes the doors, they are an Italian company. But the Italian company went bankrupt. And she bought the Italian company, she bought the operation in Italy, and so began to produce the money. And, so, and she's somebody who is being known for fearlessness and for integrity. In the, in the line of business. And so that's why I chose her as an entrepreneur because as an entrepreneur, you face temptations to compromise your values in Nigeria. If you don't know the God you serve, if you don't know, if you don't know your standards in Christian, there's always that temptation to want to go into dubious things. But when, because of that mentor, she has somebody who has inspired me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you must be able to look out for mentors. You must be able to look out for mentors. Don't be proud and say, I can do this on my own. I can do this on I can go this on my own. No. There are people who have gone ahead of you. It is wisdom to learn to learn what they have done. You know, there's a uh, there's a say that follow who road because he gets one. You know. So follow who no road. Follow somebody who has gone the way, who has seen it all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
And another thing is that as you are developing yourself, it's also important that if you are going into any career line, for instance, this one is just an advice for people of this side of the world. You should have you should have an online presence that captures you as a person. Now, what do I mean by online presence? I'm not talking about your Facebook profile. Your Facebook profile is a personal profile. I'm talking of a professional website. Hallelujah. Now, how many of us knows how much does it, does it cost to design a website? It's expensive. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us have good Facebook profiles or facilities? A lot of the job opportunities that people post on WhatsApp, they actually get it from LinkedIn. A lot of them. So that's to tell you that they don't post as enough as they should be posting if you are actually there. Because when you get to LinkedIn, LinkedIn will ask you about yourself, your data, your school, your certificates, uh, any certifications you may have gotten, any volunteer experience. Maybe you have worked, apart from just uh, educational experience, for instance, maybe you work for an organization, maybe uh, you help a social organization like all these Red Cross, you help them to organize during the program, or maybe you um, did an event in church. You can even put volunteering in church as part of your experience, volunteering experience too. You know, what LinkedIn does is that it looks at, it looks at your profile and begins to send you job opportunities, interview opportunities based on what you put there. So which means it's just like a job magnet. Hallelujah. It's just like a, a what? A job magnet. If you want to go and it does not just show you and it will show you jobs that you can apply. I hope you know that there are certain jobs that you can apply for because you are in Nigeria here. The job is overseas. There. But there are jobs that people in Nigeria here, there are opportunities for people who are living in Nigeria here that they can apply for. LinkedIn brings those opportunities and shows it to you based on your location. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. And so you need to check out LinkedIn. Is the, the social network for proof, uh, professional people. If you want to grow career-wise, all of the important people you see on this, they have professional, they, they have profiles on LinkedIn. They may not be posting anything on Facebook. So many of the important people that you know, many of the uh, media personalities you know, they, don't, they may not post anything on Facebook. They may not be active on Facebook. They may not be active on uh, Instagram. But on LinkedIn, they are always posting updates, information, scholarship. For those of us who need scholarships, uh, grants, business loans, business uh, mentorship, you know, is it an application to a fellowship and all that? You have travel grants and all that. You have opportunities to travel out of the country on the expense of international organizations. So LinkedIn is something that you need to spend time to look into. Then you also need to, need to 
look out for ways. You need to look out for ways to build your own personal network. You need to be to look out for ways to build your own personal network. Your own personal network of advisors and friends. What it means is that if you look at your, your circle of friends today, and what you discover is that your purpose and their purpose are not the same. You need to be able to look for ways to give them help and look for people who are going in the same direction as you are. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You are not too young to begin to discover your purpose. You are not too young to begin to discover your passion in life. And then also, one thing that will help you in doing that is that you must, as you are, as you are learning today, begin to look for opportunities to teach others too. Begin to look for opportunities to teach others, to impact others. They call it paying it forward. If you, are, if, you are, if, you are, if you have younger ones who are at home, who also need guidance, you can also teach them also. Tell them this is what you should be doing. Stop wasting your time on uh, Facebook, uh, posting nonsense. You, should, you need to begin to spend time on LinkedIn, building your professional career. You need to begin to spend time on Google, developing yourself. Instead of uh, wasting time on Instagram, with, uh, looking at pictures and all that, scrolling and all that. You can, you can, you can, you can leverage on the power of Google to educate yourself. I mean, of course, that Google is a university of its own. Praise the Lord. I mean, of course, no Google. How many of us have ever used Google before? Or Google, Google, the entrepreneurship is Google. But I mean, of course, no Google. Google. Do you know that Google is a free, is a free primary school, is a free secondary school, is a free university, is a free master's degree, PhD degree, all on its own. There's no knowledge that you can't learn on God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no knowledge that you are looking for that you can't learn on God. YouTube too. YouTube is part of Google. It's also another resource that you can use. But apart from those ones, there are also libraries around us. I mean, of course, not the libraries that are available in town. Hello? I mean, of course, I've been to a library before. Only one person. But do you know any library? I mean, of course, know any library in Asala. Only you. Delta State Library. Okay, you have gone there. Okay. How many of us have not gone to the Delta State Library? Ah, you need to start. You need to begin to spend time in the library. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You need to spend time in the library. Because the thing is, there are certain... The library... I know schools have libraries. I think schools also have libraries too, right? Yeah. Your primary school, your secondary school, you have their own libraries. <laughs> so you you should also you should start from those first. If you want to advance in your career, you need to start from those libraries. 
come to your library, for instance, you want to become a doctor. What are the books? What are the skills? Ask your parents, what are the skills? What are the things I need to learn if I want to become the best doctor ever? Those are the questions you'll be asking. If you want to become a teacher, for instance, what are the books I need to learn to become the best teacher ever? Hallelujah. <laughs> the teacher is looking at me. Don't, don't look down on teachers, though. I know. I know. Don't look down on the teaching career. It's just in Nigeria here that teaching is being handled with plenty. Globally, there are teachers that earn in millions, millions of dollars. There's a price, there's a global teaching price. The, 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 the total price money is $1 million for the best teacher in the whole world. For some years now, it's been won by Ethiopia, I think the last one was an Ethiopian teacher. Teachers from Africa are the winning it. You know, the global teacher's prize. You know, what does it take to be the best teacher ever? The best lecturers ever? The best engineer? The best artist? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So you need to begin to look out for where you can assess knowledge. Look out for where you can assess knowledge. And then finally, finally, as you go on in life, you still need to pay to pay it back by giving to God. What do I mean? Apart from your professional endeavors, in your local assembly, in your local church, you need to begin to be active there. That's where it starts from. You need to be useful in the household of God. Because it is when you are active, you are engaged, you are useful in the household of God, that's where you'll be able to be useful outside. The Bible says that uh, he who is faithful in little is faithful in much. It's not that we will be faithful in much. What that means is that if you want to become the best doctor ever, if you want to become the best doctor in life, you need to start by being the best, the best of the school student in church. You need to become the best member in church, the best worker in church, before you can become the best doctor on earth. Because the thing is that every action of today is a rehearsal for mastery. Whatever you are doing today, you are using it to rehearse for your future. If today you are, you are, you are, when they tell you to come and do something, you are always running. You are not giving your best. What you are simply doing is that you are, you are practicing how not to give your best when you finally get to where you are going to. You are building up the habit of not giving the best. You know, they say that it takes 21 days to build a habit from um, psychology. They say that when you want to, if you want to build a habit, and I say, for instance, you want to be jogging every day, you want to jog just at first it will come natural, but if you can keep jogging every day for 21 days, after 21 days, it will, you will become so used to it. And so in the same way too, if you are asked to do something and you don't do it well, after 21 days, you need to master the habit of not doing things well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
And so you must give of yourself in the household of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the last but not the least, you must seek the help of God to help you in your journey through life. It is God who can help you. He's the one who can guide you. He's the one who can continue to lead you as you go on in the journey of life. And I pray that His help will not depart from you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you very much.